mama shakara. Eh? This your shabby city shine. <laughs> and how don't fit? How manage? Ah, my sister. Now Brightex white detergent. Oh. Brightex detergent not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash clothes clean well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain. And dotting no matter how it be. You not go chop and soak? No, you know the chop and do. And it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Mama Shakara, me too now. Brightex detergent I go to use to wash all my clothes now, so that I go to shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex for the brightest wash. Good morning to you, listener. This is the NASCO Moments radio talk show. Well, as you know, we are in the month of February. There is so much lined up for you and me this month. On this show, we'll do our best to keep you company, as we have always done at this time every Saturday. Do stick around, get comfortable, because we have another interesting show put together just for you. an election month and today throughout the nation Nigerians are the polls actively involved in the process of birthing the next crop of leaders. It is a very critical time for all of us. We would like to encourage you to use your vote wisely. Today's show is going to focus on a subject whose essence touches on the very core of what we call nationhood. I am talking about inter-ethnic harmony. You would agree that more and more it appears like we're moving away from the things that bind us together and towards those things which easily separate us. In the studio today to discuss the subject of inter-ethnic harmony is Mr. Solomon Amao, a lecturer at the Joss Equa Theological Seminary, JETS. Mr. Solomon Amao, welcome to the studio. Thank you very much and good morning everyone. Okay, so um, we will start from Plateau State, this is where we are, and it is often regarded as a multicultural state in Nigeria. So many indigenous ethnic groups, all kinds of ethnicities, national and international. I want you to assess this statement. It's a multicultural society that it is in Plateau State. How is your assessment of our multiculturalism? Well, I think it's justified, but I may add that there are quite a few other states in Nigeria that may lay claims to um, such a, a title similar to us. But it's, it's justified to see it because it just happens to, have, uh, to, to be a place where a lot of people find comfort and, and the, the weather and a lot of things, um, home of uh, peace and tourism. It's a welcoming state to a lot of people. So it's justified to a large extent. Okay. So um, that, since other states lay claim to that, uh, are there any advantages to having such a multicultural society? Yeah, there are a lot of ad advantages because it means, the, like we keep saying, the world is a global village. Then you get to um, interact with values from other cultures, particularly if they are good, then we can learn from each other. Uh, but it could also uh, be detrimental if we don't learn the good ones. Okay, so uh, we should learn to pick what to learn and... Uh, <laughs> seed sift out and forget about the bad mm -hmm. essentially that's what you're saying yes. um, against this backdrop um, how would you characterize our interactions because 
we have so many ethnic nationalities in one place in Jos. So, um, how would you characterize um, the way we interact? Well, so in recent times, it's, it's been bad. There was a time in Jos you could hardly differentiate between people of different tribes, but now everybody seems to congregate together on ethnic lines and hold stands that are not good for the community life that will have been helpful to the state as a whole. Um, most of it is political, some is religious, but again you cannot truly, one of the problems in Nigeria today is it's difficult to separate ethnic problems from religious problems, from political problems, because people um, can bring up a political problem and put ethnic colorations and political colorations just to uh, make it more volatile. So it's actually becoming difficult and the lines are getting blurred. Mm, that's interesting. As a lecturer at JETS, um, have you interacted with different kinds of people? How has that affected you? Yeah, we, we, I interact with different kinds of people. If we interact with international students, we have students from Liberia, Cameroon, Cyril, we have students from all over Africa, particularly Africa. We have students from all over the parts of the country. Um, maybe because we have core values and that help us to remove our eyes from where somebody comes from and then and we, we sort of center on the core values that are unique to us in JET. That has helped us a lot. Okay, you are from which state, sir? I'm from Oyo State. From Oyo State. My yeah. wife is from Anambra State. Ah, that's interesting. Yes. <laughs> okay, you're from Oyo State. You live in Jos. Yes. Um, with... I've lived in Jos all of my life. Oh, okay. So, with your background as a Yoruba person, um, how would you say? Well, you've said it's been bad recently in recent times, yeah. but as a Yoruba person, how do, how do you look at um, all the different tribes that are together in Plateau? Plateau states from your own unique perspective as a Yoruban man? Well, I, first of all, I look at every person as a human being. Now, I, I, I know that none of us chose where God would deposit us as an ethnic uh, affiliation. So that's the first thing I'm aware of. I didn't choose to be a Yoruba person. You, you didn't choose where you, came, you, you come through. So for me, those are good identifications but they should not be used to uh, make policies at the expense of unity as human beings that live together. Because we didn't choose, we, we don't have a choice about where we come from, but we do have a choice about how we live together with people who come from other parts of the world. You see, that's the way we're supposed to look at each other. And yet we are, we have so many separations now on ethnic uh, um, differences, religious differences. What do you think is responsible for this separation? Primarily, I will add that um, people don't fear God anymore. Uh, the, the world is getting um, people-oriented rather than God-centered. I'm just saying God-centeredness. Uh, right now, people are selfish. Uh, the human nature that leads to selfishness and destruction is, uh, is increasing. And so people don't value other people. And so we sort of differ, uh, separate. We usually, now what most people have are two groups, we and them. We, um, my family, my tribe, my, 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 my city, and them. The rest of the world is them. And so you, you, it's like everybody comes out to fight them on behalf of us. And that's not really what uh, it should be. 
So because we are no longer God-centered, the solution for all this is to be God-centered? The solution is to be God-centered. The solution is to be God-centered, to recognize that God created every human being, to recognize that God chose where every human being will come from. I mean, if, if, if you are given a choice, you probably will not choose where you are and the nation you are from. If you are given a choice to choose from the whole world, and most of us will have chosen somewhere, somewhere outside. Okay, I'm sure we have so much more to do, even on our own level as individuals and as governments and all that. Mm. I'll probably talk about that when we come back from the break. Um, this is the NASCO Moments radio talk show. Stay with us. We'll be back shortly. with essential vitamins and minerals. NASCO Conflicts, nourishing goodness anytime. Welcome back from the break. You are on to the NASCO Moment radio talk show. Today we are discussing inter-ethnic harmony. Helping us to explore this subject is Mr. Solomon Amau, a lecturer at JETS. Before the break, we were looking at the things that cause people to drift away from a place of a harmonious society, which is challenged by our issues of ethnicity, political leanings, and so forth. Unfortunately so. Uh, sir, when people take certain positions, like you said, it's either it's me against the world, it's just about me, my family, my uh, tribe against all other people. And it may be for religious reasons that we also take uh, such a stance. And all these things cause isolation, suspicion, and fear. And not just in this country, we've seen that in many other countries, it has caused so much destruction. And what I want to ask you now is, what should we have learned from, from this disturbing trend as we've seen in countries even other than our own? Well, we should learn the result. The, the, this is the main thing. Um, every method has a result, a, a resultant consequence that will come from it. Um, we should have seen the result. If you look at Plato State, for example, now, certainly now, Plato is being demarcated on tribal and religious, uh, geographically, even geographically. You begin to see sections where a tribe moves to, uh, there's a tribe who have one religion, they stay there. And you see, it's like we're actually segmenting the state on um, religious first and even tribal classifications. And that's more dangerous because you now see it's affecting everything. It's even affecting traffic. There are certain places, if you're not a religious, from this religion, you don't follow. And there are places you avoid in the same state we are living in. That is real insecurity. The trauma is actually psychological trauma even more than any other physical traumas that come before or after such violence. And you remember the case of the uh, Hutu and the Tutsi that will just look at somebody and say, kill the roaches. Yes. And how did they end up? I mean, if, if it did not end up well then, how can we expect this to be good? So we should. What exactly should we, since after seeing, you've just mentioned Rwanda, mm. What, what should we do to make sure it doesn't get to that extent? 
we should talk to ourselves. Each person is a rational person. Do not allow somebody who has selfish reasons to lead you. You can think for yourself. I, I mean, you are a human being created with the mind of God. Somebody is telling you he wants to win an elective post. He loses maybe due to politicking in his party. He comes out and says they want to deny us. It's not us they are denying, it's him. You can think for yourself. We need people who think for themselves, who can evaluate what is being brought before them before they accept or reject. It's still about making choices. Okay, as important as it is to celebrate our indigenous cultures, our ethnicity, um, doesn't it negate the idea of the collective good? It doesn't completely negate. Uh, we have to admit that God himself created diversity in the world. Now, there are some values. It is when the, there are some values in all cultures that are okay. There are values for respect, values for relationships. Some of them are okay. Is this when they are harmful that we really, really need to say, no, this is not good for community living? Particularly in a pluralistic society. We're in a pluralistic society, not in a monolithic society. And so we cannot afford to have one cultural value dominating the others uh, as superior. I think that's where we really need to draw the lines. And it goes back to maybe government policies and leadership again. Mm. Okay, so we ought to manage our diversity, yeah. obviously. Um, but there is such a thing as badly managed diversity, and that could create a vicious struggle for relevance and significance. We've seen that already. You've even talked about it. How best can we manage this diversity? Because there are countries that are doing so well. The first part of managing our diversity for me is actually a leadership problem. We truly, truly need leaders who are detribalized. We cannot afford to keep having tribalistic leaders lead us because then they go there and just pursue an ethnic agenda. But if we have leaders that are detribalized, I think leadership is a big problem. I think one of God's greatest blessings is leadership. But again, if the leadership is wrong, because uh, it's, it's easy for me to want to cheat you. But we live in a lawful society. If we live in a lawful society, then the government is there as a check and balance for excesses on any part. But when the government itself uh, cannot be fair, then um, that's the problem we are having. And people will want to, but people want to take advantage of others that may look weak. Can we have a, a genuine government? And when I say government, I'm not talking of only government at federal level or state level or local government level. I'm talking at government uh, even at corporation levels. I'm talking at government in the homes. I'm talking at government in the school. Uh, government is leadership. Government is uh, influence. I, even if I'm running a school, how do I run the school? Am I fear? Um, or is it like what we know that what happens primarily in, in most Nigerian societies where if a Yoruba man is held in a parastatal in the next one year, he puts 97% of Yorubas there. And, and, and these, are, these are just things, it's still about government. From It's a holistic approach to government that we really need to review. Hmm. So there's still a lot to do, but basically this points down to our leadership. Leadership. Managing our diversity has a lot to do with leadership. And I think, um, okay, from the home, you said the school, every other place, we need to start teaching the young 
so that's so that they can grow up and be good leaders because I don't see it happening any other way. This is the NASCO Moments radio talk show. I've been talking to a lecturer from JETS. He is Mr. Solomon Amao. And uh, we're still talking about our ethnic diversity. How best can we manage it? How can we make it work for us as a country? Stay tuned. We'll be back with him for another segment shortly. Cube Sugar is your favorite choice sweetener made from natural sugar cane. It is a sweet flavor and provides energy. It can be used in tea, coffee, pack, conflicts, and a variety of beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken by anyone at any time of the day. Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and liquefies very fast. Nasco Cube Sugar. Mmm, for that sweet taste. Nasco Sugar for the sweet taste. Nasco Cube Sugar, another quality product from Nasco. It's time for the Nasco Trivia. On the last show, we asked the question, in what year did the African Products Awards Institute for Product Research award Nasco with the Best Cornflakes Brand Award? The answer is 2013, and the winner is Bonkep Silas from Millionaire's Quarters. Congratulations, Bonkep. You have just won an assorted gift pack courtesy of our good friends from NASCO. Call 0805-481-2947 for more information on how to receive your gift. The number again is 0805-481-2947. You can also visit Unimark Limited, which is at number 20 New Zaria Terrace of New Crescent Hospital here in Joss. Here's the question for this week. NASCO pursues a strategy of diversity in its labor force to build. Is it A, a high-performing corporate culture, or B, a high-performing individual culture? I'll ask the question again. NASCO pursues a strategy of diversity in its labor force to build. Is it A, a high-performing corporate culture, or B, a high-performing individual culture? You can text A or B to 0805 Seven seven four seven 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 seven. Okay, zero eight zero five seven seven four seven 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 seven. Now this is a text-only trivia, so only text messages will be considered. Remember to include your name and address when you send your answer. This competition is not open to NASCO staff and relatives. Okay, now we're back to our final segment. Of the show, we have been looking at inter-ethnic harmony, and our guest today, like I said earlier, is Mr. Solomon Amao, a lecturer at Jets. Earlier, we had mentioned that when diversity is badly managed, it could breed a desperate struggle for relevance and significance. So the question now is: In making this statement, how would you contrast Plateau State? You've been here all your life, <laughs> twenty or thirty years ago, um, Plateau State today, in terms of our inter-ethnic integration. Our cooperation and all that. Uh, it's sad. The present situation is sad. Um, I was born in Plateau, actually, um, in Sabunpegi. Uh, it's, it's where near New Market now. Uh, my father had many friends from Hausa land. Uh, one of his friends even gave me a Hausa name. That would tell you the level of cooperation we had then, and you could move around. Plateau was safe and good for anybody to move. Uh, around. 
Uh, but today, you see the, the demarcations are sharp and very, very clear that you, you really only have to gravitate towards a certain kind of people, a certain ethnic uh, group, and a certain religious group to be safe. Uh, there are times now, you, you know if you pass a certain place at a certain wrong time, you may not come out at the other end of the street alive. And um, this, this, this is sad. This is sad to see. It really is. Do you think we're improving in any way? There's been some improvement because you have to admit that um, we've not had, to, to God's glory, we've not really had a large-scale um, crisis mm. like in 2007, 2011. Yeah, we've had bomb blasts, but we've not really had people go from homes to homes selecting uh, opponents to kill. And maybe that should, we should say yes, we, we, we are grateful to God for that. Uh, is that a permanent sign that things have turned around? I don't know. Is that good to celebrate? Yes. Okay, we can only hope. We can only hope. Um, we've seen that some people get or derive their relevance from their religion or from their ethnicity. Hmm. Where else can they derive their relevance from? Because we live in a secular state. Nigeria is a secular state. Now, we must begin to retrain our minds to derive identity in personhood. The person in front of me is a human being. Believes like me, thinks like me, has relationships like me, uh, loves God like me. You, you, see, you, I may not have to agree with you on everything. I, 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 and even if I, want, even if I want to change you to my kind of thinking, you're going to respond to me more from love than from coercion. If you can feel that I love you, if you can feel that my life is genuine, even if I want you to make changes, you will only respond. But if I come from force, um, you, you, will, you, you will rebel. Because one, you have dignity of personhood, you want to maintain your own identity, and you don't want to be subsumed by somebody else's uh, superior ideology because it's been imposed. But anybody can do, can, you can make people do things, even feel genuine love. We, we can't find an identity in personhood. We can also find a great identity in the rights of human beings. Part of all of these things we are talking about, it doesn't matter whether I am affiliated to this religious group or I'm affiliated to this ethnic group, but again, the laws of the land are there to protect every citizen. If, if whatever I do infringes on your rights as a person, as a citizen of Nigeria, then I become a lawless person. There's no excuse for it. There's no justification for lawlessness. And so we must find common grounds. Common grounds in personhood, common grounds in rights of individuals. How do we get people to respect our rights? The Constitution enshrines our rights, but how do we get people to respect our rights and to respect our different customs and traditions? And part of it is what the exercise that we are going through now, we must get the right leaders. Yeah. Leadership is a blessing. Godly leadership is the greatest gift we can work for in Nigeria. As until we start having godly leaders, and I'm not talking only at the head, I'm saying godly leaders when a father is a, leaves his home well, when a, a principal leaves the school well, when um, a, a, a general manager manages a corporation well, and get to state level, get to other levels, then 
you can protect people. Protection is some people are helpless because of certain dis socially disadvantaged people. There are social disadvantages because of fewer being fewer in number. You may not be able to fight for your own rights, but there should be a governing body that helps everybody get what belongs to them by rights. Okay, briefly as we round up, how do we um, get rid of our bias? biases of should I, if I should say so why are we instinctively predisposed to thinking a certain way about people we get rid of our biases by getting closer to god ungodliness has been the problem we the main problem because um, look at the spate of uh, armed robbery cases look at whatever you call them now it's ungodliness and if we have to change we have to get people to genuinely know who god is and when they genuinely know who god is then they can respond to the society better. Uh, but when people are from ungodly grounds, uh, hearts, their responses to the society, it, it, it's part of exploitation. People just exploit society to make selfish gains. But leadership and whatever God has given us to do is to benefit the society. Okay, any final word of advice on uh, how we can have some inter-ethnic harmony? Well, I would just say everybody needs to think for himself or herself. You're a rational being. Do not be a tool in the hand of somebody pursuing selfish goals. Um, that's not what your life was created for. You were created for a bigger purpose than to be a tool for your own purpose. I like that. We should think. We should think and we should not be tools. Mr. Solomon Amau, it's been a pleasure having you on our program. Thank you very much. We are out of time and this is how the show ends today. It's been the NASCO Moments radio talk show. If you've learned something, Kindly keep the conversation alive. Why don't you visit our Facebook page? It's www.facebook.com slash NASCO Group. Do leave a comment. You can also follow NASCO at NASCO Group. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO and it was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants. Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department. Producers, Harun Audu and Joshua Tongman. I am Hudun Gyan. Join us again next week for another exciting episode of this show.